All right, let me start this thing off right, the right way. Gotta take it back home. Gotta take it back to the motherland. Ladies and gentlemen, I have the man himself here. But let me let let me let this play a little bit, you know? Yeah. While I enjoy this cold beverage, you know, on this Sunday afternoon. Cheers. Hey, I Yes, sir. This, this song here. Every time I'm running my last uh, 500 meters of my mile, this is the one I'm just, I'm just breezing through it. Like right now, I'm just breathing. I'm breezing through my run right now, getting to where I have to get to. This man. Eh? Bruh, you know, you know, bruh, bruh, if you don't know, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, everyone that is paying attention or viewing, listening to Lessons Learned ATW, ladies and gentlemen, we have singer, songwriter extraordinaire, Steph Capella in the building. And that song that I was playing right there is Marang Marangapi on his latest and greatest project. Pro I think it's a masterpiece. You know, it's it's strictly for the ladies, but fellas, you could, you know, like Drake says, you know, guys are going to get it claiming they're getting it for their sisters or their girl. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Vicky's Secrets is out on every DSP, every digital streaming platform. I personally am using Apple Music, but I'm sure you can find it on Spotify. I'm sure you can find it on Amazon. I'm sure you can find it on Boom in Kenya. Ladies and gentlemen, Boom Play. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, we have the great one, Steph Capello. What's up, Steph? What up, bro? Thank you. Thank you for having me, bro. Man, the history in this, in this, in this gathering right here. I, stories that we can share on camera and not share on camera. I, you know, the creativity, <laughs> the collaboration, the growth. Right. You know? But first and first of all, you know, before I, I even dive into the meat and potatoes of our discussion, let's start off with introducing our guest. So Steph, could you mind just sharing your background and your story with my listeners and my viewers on the lessons learned ATW? Well, thanks, that's well, thanks. Um so uh, my government names are uh, Stephen Yankuru. Um, I was born and raised in Kenya. Uh, I started doing music pretty young, um, but not I didn't do music professionally until like actually I went to the states for further studies. Um, and yeah, yeah, that's when like around 2010 is when I officially like recorded my first track, and like it, it, it's been pretty much. Like they say that the rest is history, but you know, like that's how we met. You know, we met in Kansas. Absolutely. Met off. So, uh, yeah, I've been doing the R&B, rap, um, type of versatile kind of like artistry, pretty much throughout my entire career. Yeah, um, Steph. Yeah, like 
we did meet in Kansas. Um, I don't know if it's through a mutual friend or just through the internet, but just just the law of attraction. I remember. You know? I, remember. I think it was over the internet. I think. I yeah. think what happened was um, maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong. I dropped a song called "Round Here." Anyway. Yeah. Like our experience, you know, as Africans, right. trying to do this music thing, trying to exist within, you know, this framework, this American right. framework. Right. Uh, at the time, at the time, I didn't really feel like I was, I was getting the, the, the kind of like love that I was giving out. So it was just one of those like venting type of songs, and like I think, I think both of us really related to that concept because we were both absolutely. African. So we just kind of connected over that. Like you hit me up over that song. You're like, "Yo, that's my jam," and you actually pulled up to the crib, and you know, right. we Frank, we had friends ever since. Man. Yeah, um, that song till today, man. Like, you know, the funny part about this whole our inception of friendship, how all it all began. Um, I didn't know that you could sing because I remember <laughs> back then, secret, like, like. Like I don't know, you did it secretly, but you you became comfortable later on. You like you used to rap, rap. Like you were bars on bars. You had like oh, I, still do. I, still, I, still I mean, rap, you still but... you still, but like you I never really, you never really used to flex the vocal muscle. I mean, you would do it, and then but, but also but maybe that was just what I was exposed to until you like no, bro. I was singing. I was even singing in Swahili before you met me. I was in a group. And you know, you say you, and then you told me about the 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 the, 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 the beginning of uh, you starting with gospel and then switching from gospel to you know more um, you know more more uh, uh, Kenyan East African based and then switching to a wild a, a worldwide type of sound. And now I had to do my homework on you, and I was like, oh, I just I just know him from around here. I know him from you know other songs, um, and you know like you had that uh. You had like a Kendrick, J, like you have like you have very intricate. I mean, not you are not like super revolution. That's that's not just you're more like cool. Like you're not like a revolutionary. You're more self-expressive, um, but very witty, witty lines, very clever lines, like lines that you know, rem, lines that you could remember. So I think that's what stuck st- stuck out with me uh, to me because um, at that time. I was still also discovering my art, my my artistry, because I was like like most people, I was just a rapper, and I didn't know I even didn't know how to create a song. I didn't know how to structure a song. I mean, as we get older, we start learning. Oh man, I mean, I need to let the beat breathe. I need. I was just rapping, like I didn't even have no structure. Just <laughs> and it, the beautiful part about it is the same way as this podcast. I don't know what I'm doing, but it's 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 it looks fun because i'm not professional right if i really knew what i was doing i would over try and it would be it would be like okay it's it's just that there's something about meeting some some something new something fresh that same way we the same way we like some artists coming out of nowhere with horrible song structuring like the bobby smarter hot you know hot whatever you know it was not structures no hook nothing just a guy rapping and that was me and when i met you i was i think in that phase of not knowing what I'm doing, um, but just having that. Yeah, that rapper, rapper. I was just rapping, yeah. And then, you know, both of us start to develop and then you become, you know, I, I'm in the studio with you. You, Your creativity is on the spot. Like, it just happened. Boom, you're taking care of it. Like, I'm like, dude, this dude's... 
I, I even told it to you in your face. That's the first time I witnessed with my eyes effortless talent, like talent. Like I, you know, I'm around rappers. People sit in a corner and start, you know, rehearsing words, like repeating that, you know. But for you, it was more like you were quiet. And the next thing I know, you sneaked into the booth and added vocals on, on uh, sliding through your DMs. And I was like, I'll, t- I'll be honest, I was drunk. And we were supposed to watch the Pacquiao Floyd, Floyd Mayweather fight, and I could not make it that night. Remember, <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I, I was not I even. Know, and then you, 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 I don't know how you sneaked into the, you got into the booth, laid your stuff, and switched an average song to this. I won't lie to you; it was one of the most well-processed songs I've done in, you know. And man, I wanted to give you your thanks there, and then not to just you know talk over it but our relationship goes goes way back um so steph I think, we grew together, bro. I think we grew together like that was definitely a time like i think at that point at that point i was like i was i was beginning to get like heavily influenced by drake mm. and drake type of sound like i was i was beginning to get like influenced by it so much but like when i met you i remember just listening to your words and like i remember thinking like this guy is one of those He's one of those like, like I like to call them like facial rappers. You know what I'm saying? Like like they like you guys are out of this world. Like like hmm. the way you put your metaphors together, the, the content, like the subject matter, like it almost gets it almost like you could confuse it to be conscious type of music because like you touch on so much. Like you know you you touch on like so many subjects within the same verse and whatever. And I think that's what you mean by you were just rapping. Yeah, but, I didn't like, have any structure. Yeah, but but then like we sat down together and we had like we had several talks. We had several talks. Oh yeah, you. dude, the, the, you have you have content of me talking drunk and I I was telling you to leave. Oh, man. <laughs> you're like oh, your, your manager, manager has it. Your manager has that content. Is this still a lot around when I was just yapping? When we were like drunk and we were just talking about the situation and rap and the local scene and all that. Like I remember, I remember drinking and then just like getting like talking about everything, bro. Like we talked yeah. from talk like immigration issues that we had. Like, yeah. Like, like just in general, like how music is perceived, like you know what, like our dreams, what we wanted to become, what we wanted to accomplish, like. Absolutely. I yeah. feel I feel like me and you really vibed off the fact that we were both musicians in a foreign land and we had big dreams, um, yeah. like big superstars, right. and we were literally like just starting out. You know, even right. though like I remember you already like put out like some albums that you played me a whole bunch of your songs, bro. <laughs> and I remember just yeah. checking out the I remember checking out the visuals, you being like, yeah, I directed that, like yeah, yeah, I put that together, and that's something yeah. that like up till this day like including my guy like including like the executive producer who gets everything i do up till this day like he still swears by you. he still swears by you, mm. right wow. so Thank like you. i think honestly i think it was a good fit it was a good fit yeah. for us to kind of come together and start like learning right. off of each other to kind of, like mad concepts like you had mad concepts and i was over here being like well like a rap but uh, like I'm, I'm like I didn't know I, my mind wasn't there yet. My mind yeah. wasn't there yet, and I, I I still feel like I'm growing. I still feel like I'm still have a lot to do, still a lot to accomplish. Yeah, yeah, I, bro, we talk for fun. Yeah, uh, you know that at that time, um, I remember even in our discussions, there was a common theme 
and it was mainly based on I'm dreaming with my eyes open type of thing. Like it's you, you know, there was just this feeling. It was like a, a feeling around this this feeling that any day something is gonna happen because the talent is there. Just any day the right person is gonna listen to it. That type of thing, you know. Just you know, le- that just living living in that in that type of mood and then finding another person that's has that same feeling, like anything can I'm just one song away from you know changing my family's life type of thing because you know at that time we used to talk about you used to tell me like bro because you had done some you had done some some you had done a lot of music too i mean you had you had done a lot of music because i remember you your first our first discussion was how to i think correct me if i'm wrong how to how to take our mixing to the next level and i think you were in between engineers at that time and you're telling me like hey, I'm comfortable with this engineer. And I told you like right. like yeah, it's good to be with one engineer. But you're like, man, how did they mix that? And we worked with uh oh boy. And right, you're like right, exactly. I like I like that the way that sound, you know, and that that was growth right there. And then I'm I'm looking through my notes right now. So I remember that and I also remember just the the urge the urgency that you had in I want to improve my sound to okay, you know what? I already made songs for the women. I flipped a PYT. I think you flipped PYT, right? Michael Jackson's uh, pretty young thing. No, it wasn't, it wasn't that. Um, song rock, was rock with you? Wait, let me see. Let me look here. Yeah, yeah, that was it. That was it. Was rock with you? It was my like it was? It was a yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And I remember. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Shout out to Jay Z, man. I, I ain't talked to Jay Z though. Like, but yeah, it was a collab. I remember I did that. Yeah, right. Yes, yes. And um, I remember like, you know, just seeing seeing you do all that, and um, and also like you are transitioning to now. Okay, I'm gonna start doing my own visuals. And I'm like, how are you gonna do that? Because in my mind, I was like, are you gonna be holding on camera? He's like, no, my manager's gonna do all this. And I'm like, how are you doing that? To me, I was like. Because at that time I was working with Andre Kemai, right? And after that, actually, you also reached out after we you saw the Point Blank video and you told me, hey, how did you add the red or whatever in the background? And, you know, I, okay. Timeline, guys, forgive me. I'm not, I'm being, I'm speaking in very, in, in a lot of abstractions and just meandering with my thought process. But pretty much, I was amused that there was an artist taking ownership in, I'm gonna do my own videos because I thought that was ridiculous. Like, how are you gonna perform and also be the person in the camera? And then you did it. Now later on, fast forwarding, I ended up doing the same thing because I was inspired by you. I, I started shooting my own videos. Like, oh Lord, was shot by me. Moses is shot by me. Uh, but through the help of you know my lady at that time, you know my lady, and uh, but understanding you could use direction, so you inspired me in that way. Um, talking about inspiration, right? Uh, Capella, do you mind sharing with uh, the listenership um, your influences and people that have inspired you to become the person that you are today? Um, yeah, um, I think, first of all, just starting out like back and home, I think I just wanted to, back when I was in, like when I was like 14, 15, like you know, going into high school or whatever, like I just wanted to be. I wanted to be like all the kids because I 
Yeah. And at that time, at that time, like yeah, there were rappers, but like Kenya was still like the music industry was still kind of young. Yes. Still growing. Yes. So like for me, I was more influenced by like American R and B, American hip hop, like just the whole American vibe, like culture. Like I think yeah. I think that like completely kind of like and. Pretty much for the entire my my entire generation, especially like growing up, so like that's the most that's what we were exposed to, right? And yeah. you find like a lot of like a lot of rappers my age right now, like they're rapping English and doing what I do, and it's just like right. heavy. Right. Uh, I think like now growing up and, and actually like being in the states and you know trying out different things, and, and it really was a process of just trial and error, because like. Remember when we met? Like I told you, like I was in a group. Uh, shout out to right. my Mamba. Like, yep. Eighteen, and we did like a whole bunch of jams. We did like we even put out this CD called Beba. I just remember that yep. day. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Dubai is Dubai is is is, is, is it's like are we, are the we super hype. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. Yeah, sure. Dubai is oh. like the super hype man. Like he's amazing on stage. Oh, oh my God, bro! His energy, his energy, his energy, yeah. bro! Like change, <laughs> change one bit. Yeah, I like you man. know, and like us guys are uh, like we we put out we put out a CD, and, and I remember us performing for like uh, an entire like or rather pro Kenyan crowd uh, with a few like white women and a few white guys, I guess. But um. I remember Kenyans weren't fucking with us at that point, you know, like they, it, it, they really didn't. Yeah, the ones in Kansas, right? The ones in Wichita, yeah, that time. For the music we were doing at that point. Yeah. So like, it just became it became a thing. Like for me, I took it personally. I think I took it personally, and, and at the wrong time, because um, even just going back to what you were saying, like we were we were daydreaming, we were dreaming like like that one song, you know. Yeah. And we put out like a whole bunch of songs. We put out a whole CD, and, and nobody was really texting. Yeah, and us, like we had like five dollars CDs, and we were trying to push them, motherfucker. Right, and nobody was buying them. Like, you know, right. like, a, a drink is like five dollars, right? A drink right. is like five dollars, like you know, the, the nice cocktail, whatever. I don't know yeah. if it still is, but but a guy would tell you, like, man, I I, I really don't, I'm crap. I, I don't, I, just, I don't have nothing on me right now. Right, but then we're gonna be drunk. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, right, 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 right. <laughs> Oh, this is all. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm like, you ain't got five dollars and you drunk and the drink is five dollars. Like, right. You know what I'm saying? So I took it personally. I took it. I took right. it very personally. I remember. Uh, and 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 then after that, like after that point is when I made the decision. I was like, okay, you know what? These white women are coming up to me and being like, I really like what you guys did. I really love what you guys did. Where can I get the CD? Let me buy the CD. Let me whatever. And I was like, wait a minute. So is this white people don't even understand what I'm saying, and they love this music. What if they understood actually what I was saying? Mm. And they just clicked on me, and I decided I was like, yo, you know what, man? I can do this hip hop thing. You know, like I've been doing this thing in there, whatever, like my entire life. So I think I could do this. I switched over, and when I switched over and started doing like songs in English, whether I was like I was still talking about our experience, right? But I'm doing it in English now, and that kind of like got the notoriety growing a little bit, growing a little bit, growing a little bit, and through a process of trial and error, I personally came to discover my sound. Right. Initially, I was just talking to what Drake did, you know. Yeah. 
but but you know eventually I ended up I ended up like taking or borrowing from several several different people who my life and just kind of creating what I do. Yeah, man. Um, I remember that, and I you know there's um yeah you're right like you put your you know you put your 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 sweat equity into music you know people don't know like the charge the costs of you know and it's in every in every in every business in every profession it's the same way you have to start with you know it's always a, a story of triumph you know it's never easy from the beginning you know and that's one thing i tell new artists new rappers coming up to me because everyone wants that instant gratification that instant success that i'm ready for you know i'm ready to headline i'm ready to do i'm ready to jump on a song with you you know and when a, when a veteran artist tells you puts you makes you jump through some hoops it's just to test your character just to test how how bad you want it because it's not it's not to say that oh, i'm hating on the young dude it's not that it's just that i i can as i can i I don't even have a machine of my own as an artist. So I just want you to at least hold your weight a little bit and at least have a little bumps and bruises like I did so we could relate there and know that, you know, nothing, not take anything for granted. Nothing is a hand-me-down type of situation. And it's not like the, it's, it's not like an artist is carving you or he's being jealous. He's like, oh, he's going to kill me. And it's not that. It's just that, you know, you, 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 you lift your own weight for a little bit. Make some songs by yourself. Push music by yourself and get those no's. Get that I can't listen to your CD right now. You know, get that I put out this $2,000 video and nobody's watching it. Get that and then appreciate it and get angry and then go into that booth and create art. Create something that right. is going to, yeah, use that. And then that's when another person that went through those bumps and bruises to get whatever they got, you know, if, if it's. 20,000 followers if it's 100 you know there has to be bumps and bruises around along the way and and maybe game can be shared because now your contemporaries your peers now you have something that I can learn from you and you can learn from me or we both you know have a common story rather than you just waking up one day you buy some equipment you know you know spend your you know do all that and then you want me to jump on your song cool i'll jump on it but i can't help you because guess what i don't have a machine on me i don't have like a record label i don't have i have nothing this only thing i can do is create art with you and you know, and it's, it's so much more than that it's it's not just it's not just like like you getting bumps and bruises because you gotta go through the game so that we can do something together like i think it also like the level of care and the level of appreciation that you put into a track like when you've gone through all this stuff, right. like you're gonna push this song different. Like you, right. you know, like if I just give you a collab, if I just give you a collab, you take the collab, you take the song out, and you expect it to do well because you have capella on it. Right. But you have no idea. You have no idea how like to actually push that track because you haven't right. been through the like you haven't been through them. You know, you don't yeah. know. You don't know how to navigate yet right and it's not and it's not saying that like i'm not gonna do anything with you until you figure that out i'm just saying like yo you know what like put in a little bit more work put in a little bit more understand what the work is right it is a work yeah right like doing doing the music writing the music down recording the music that's the easy one. Mm. that's the easy one like anybody right. can do it right but pushing that song right and getting it to like radio and getting it to you know like tv and getting it to you know on your social media getting the right kind of branding like behind it and all that kind of stuff like 
it just doesn't happen overnight. You have to create those relationships, man. Sometimes it takes money. Sometimes it takes time. It takes everything. And when yeah, it's very valuable time for you to absolutely. go through that process. They keep saying trust the process, but the truth is, like, truly have to go through the process to appreciate it. So by the time absolutely. you're doing that record, you're doing that song, bro, like, man, like, you really push it, like, that's your baby. That's like, if this don't work, I don't know what I'm gonna do. Yeah. And if it don't work, you go back with all that frustration, record another one, and come back and try to do it you, like better than you did. Yeah. I mean, I may be different, but there's nothing that kind of motivates me more than rejection. You know, wow. you know, wow. either you know, either you're gonna fold and say I quit, then it's not for me, or you're gonna realize, okay, I guess this is me to take out, take some time out to um, to to figure out why it's not clicking, why it's not working, or just stay doing what you do people are just going to appreciate that you're tough like yo this dude is not quitting and guess what as you get as you're doing what you're doing over time you know if you're getting one fan one fan a day you know that will be 365 a year you know you just keep on doing all that and then you find yourself having an organic fan base that cannot be shook cannot be you know it's just they, they are, they're not fickle. They're not people be, uh, who are your fans because you did a song with Capella and Capella's fans are, are used to Capella. So if you do your own thing and you don't have a song without Capella, guess what? You will not get those those clicks that you got with doing a song with Capella. Same thing as, you know, same thing in, in any field, even I think in podcasting too. I'm appreciating the slow grind because I'm enjoying it. It makes me feel like how I felt when I was doing music. Not knowing what I have, uh, what, what what I'm doing, but having a weird, deluded dream, and it's good to be delusional as a as a creative. Always stay dreaming. Be a kid. Oh, th the thing about being an artist, always keep a kid like uh, dream like mind state, because that will always keep you creative. If you become realistic, and the 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 the, the, the robber of happiness is comparison. Comparing yourself with things, people. And how people are moving, thinking, you know, it's upward motion for this person. Why, you know, comparison will steal away your joy, your happiness, and your childlike idea of creating, you know. So always having that, I, you know, I'm, I'm happy, I'm geeked because I'm playing with these toys. I'm doing this on my podcast, getting a camera, doing, you know, just not even worried about who's going to listen to. I'm just worried about the quality of production. And then later on, later on, just, you know, improving on that. And I don't want to lose that childlike I'm learning type of thing. I'm, I, I don't know the rules. Because, because I don't want to even learn the rules. Because if I learn the rules, guess what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna be all about the rules, and I'm always gonna be marginalizing myself to fit into a standard that you know legendary podcasters are doing, like Joe Rogan or whatever, or or you know, or you know, any other any other big podcast out there. So I really don't want to have a rule. I just don't even want to call it a podcast. I want to call it a show. So that's the same way I would give advice to. To, to, to artists that have started keep that inner child in you it's amazing that you even mentioned that because I was just reflecting on that today like today this very day I was just reflecting on that and I was thinking like the first thing the first thing that completely takes you away out of your game is stop playing like you stopping playing your game like when you stop playing the game that you've been playing and how you want to play the game and, and so I'm like well how is the game like, how did so-and-so do it? Like, what so-and-so's doing this and so-and-so's doing that? Like, that shit 
that shit can have you depressed real quick. Now, let me give you a good example, like something I'm going through right now. Um, right. The Secrets is doing pretty good, like on Apple, right? Right. It's doing pretty good on Apple, like, pretty much everywhere. It's being streamed pretty good. But at the very at, at this moment, you, you still don't have any music videos for it. And I think I've only done like one live, or whatever. And it's not a question of not me wanting to do it. It's not a question of me not, you know, not, not pushing myself or whatever. It's just that, like, sometimes the resources and this whole situation of, like, yeah. COVID-19. COVID-19, yeah. People, like, it, it's not as easy to get, like, things moving, especially when we still have a curfew and we are under a lockdown and, you know. Social distancing but, by shooting a video is also weird. How you social distance when yeah, you're shooting bro, a video? Like, but, the thing that I had to remember, the thing that I had to remember and put myself back was, like, first of all, like, I remember when I put out, like, you remember the Kick City, uh, the Kick City mixtape when I right. put it out, like, well, I'm still popping the face. Right. That didn't sell shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, probably, like, I sold some physical copies, but online, I have no idea how it did. I don't think it did anything. Uh, then I put out, like, a, a, the Free Step EP, I put that out in 2019. January, I believe January or February, right? And it did slightly better. It did slightly, it did slightly better than like Six City did. But now I've put out Big Secrets and it's doing much better than both right? projects combined and probably all my other projects combined. But here I am, instead of being like, okay, you know, we've moved, like we've actually made some progress. How can we build on that? Instead of me like focusing on that, I'm trying to look at well, so what is everybody else doing doing this? But, oh man, I just I just think I would so do like like this really dope live, or I just seen like somebody else do like a really dope whatever whatever, and I start feeling inadequate, like I'm not I'm not representing myself or my brand or whatever, like in the best way possible. But it's just not true. It's just one of those things that you know come into your head and you entertain them, and it's truly wrong because. All you're supposed to do is do better than you did yesterday. And Absolutely. If you better than you did yesterday, then improve on the design. Don't worry about buying another design. Don't worry about right. copying another design. Don't worry about right. becoming another design. Just improve right. on what you got. Compare yourself to yourself. And like a lot of times when I say stuff like this, like I'm usually not even talking to like no no I'm not even talking to you as much as right. I'm talking to myself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you need, you need to remind yourself constantly Absolutely. That your gift, what you have to contribute to the world. And if you focus on that and you start realizing that, man, there's a lot you can do, man. There's a lot you can do. Yeah. I mean, you, you, hit, you, hit, you, hit, it, you hit it on the nail right there. Um, like, you, you have to, you have to celebrate small victories. I mean, we, wanna, we want this grandiose boo you know i've won the championship no how about celebrate you know maybe first of all getting up waking up being having the the ability to, to inhale oxygen and then celebrating that you completed the day if you completed the day secondly celebrate that you actually put out a project and then celebrate that the project did better than all its predecessors all the projects before that i know the the realest analogy to anything especially when you're, you're creating is to because honestly personally i always say this like competition and creativity don't mix well 
you can't be you can't be creative when you're trying to compete because now you're dancing to a you're creating to a different tune you're creating with a different with 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 constrict with 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 a marginal constriction to your ideas of your creation because you're thinking of topping up something that has already how about just create and another analogy and you're contributing towards somebody else's lane. Yeah, exactly. Right? And another thing I, I like to say working or creating or or even any in any field in life if you're a, a doctor, if you're a, a, an engineer, if you're a race car driver, I like I like swimming. Cuz what swimming reminds right. me sometimes is if you don't move then you could easily drown. If you don't, you know, you 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 know, if you're racing, if you're swimming and you you you're on a race, right? Whenever you put your head up and try to look for competition is when you're going to lose. Cuz somebody's putting their head in the water and just moving. They they don't have time to see what other people are doing, which is also it's it sounds not too smart because you have to see what the climate. You have to see what you know cuz you could lose the you could lose, you could be dancing on your own drum and lose the pulse of what's happening cuz you're just stuck in your own world. Yeah, it's good to know what it's good to know what's happening, but again, don't let it totally take control and rob your happiness and rob your childlike approach to how fun this this we do this cuz it's fun this is fun it's yeah. not supposed to be stressing it's not supposed to be joy taking it's fun we are kids we are we are kids you you sing you entertain you make people happy you start doing that as a kid you do it in front of your parents you do it in front of your aunt we are kids literally big kids we, we never take anything serious we should never take anything with a grain we can never even take critique with a grain of salt because really really and truly it's just their opinion but to you 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 just expose your your child like you're in a child like in your music even if it's serious substance even if it's conscious you're just being a child you just all of us artists just want to be liked so i can't even add anything to that bro that's yeah. exactly it yeah <laughs> So yeah, never let comparison is a can rob can rob your joy. You know, comparison and and saying like you know I have fifty million, but that dude has a hundred million. Dude, you're still a millionaire. Fifty <laughs> million. <laughs> but compare, you won't enjoy it. Um, I even said it on the last podcast. I think with um the lady uh, with uh, uh, art by art by Ali Go. I told her about uh, where I think I read it or I I was told this. I can't remember, but it's pretty much um. A billionaire that sleeps on a $12,000 bed having insomnia and then a guy who's homeless sleeping at in Skid Row on the streets is having better sleep a straight straight 12 hour sleep while a dude who has a $12,000 bed cannot sleep because he's thinking about his competition his other billionaires catching up with him and but you have a $12,000 bed man like don't like that that's it's not happiness it's not fulfilling Exactly, bro. You can you can have it all. You can have it all and still be like completely stressed out. Yeah. You're not making music from a fun point of view. You're not making music from a creative point of view. You're just making music to survive. And I guess to win the games, right? Right. I don't know, bro. I don't know, bro. Like I hope I never get there. I hope that never becomes like a thing that I have to do. Yeah. Like I have to build it. Like the numbers. I mean, we've been doing this music thing before we got the. Nobody was listening. Like when we were doing it, like straight up in the shower in the houses, just making noise while brothers and sisters and whatnot. Right. Like we've been doing it 
all our lives, man. Yeah. So I like, I particularly hope for myself and like everybody else, like, don't get caught up in that. Like, don't get caught up in that competition. You know, like, yeah, got more numbers. You start losing when you do that. <laughs> you start losing, meaning losing your happiness. You're losing your joy, losing the fun of it. You could easily burn yourself out like that. Yeah. Um. Now we're getting to the point in in in, our, in this uh in this episode where we ask artists about works they've done and collaborations. First, with this part portion of works and collaborations. Uh, Capella, before I even you talk about your works and collaborations, bro, this Vicky Secrets is it's it's a masterpiece. It's it's a stroke of genius, bro. Um, you did your thing on that. I'm so happy that you actually made it in Swahili. Most of it, most of it is in Swahili. You know, you know. Uh, I like. Oh my God, I love the song arrangement in there. The the, the choice of instruments that you used. Um, the attention to detail when it co- when it comes to chord progressions and how your the bridges you'd add in, bro. Like I would listen to this and I'm like, yeah, this this guy's this guy's an artist. No, no, he's not just hey. a rap rap singer, a singer rapper. He's an artist, bro. This guy, Jesus Christ. Like I was I was listening to that thing, and you know when you listen bro, to it with your eyes closed, you're just like, wow. So I had to give you your props on that. But now, as I've talked about my admiration for Vicky's Secrets, uh, let's talk about your works. How, how many projects do you have out there? And um, just, um, let's talk about I'd that. I'd say, say I have three now. I'd say I have three full-length uh, projects. Um, I put out a whole bunch of singles. Like, um, I'd, say, I'd say all the way from like 2010 to... 2013 when I put out Big City, like it was just single after single after single, and I usually drop like almost a single every week sometimes, right. you know. But uh, yeah, my my very first project was Big City. Um, mm. I was very proud of that project uh, simply because I mean we put a lot of work into that. We put a lot of work into that, and it was like. I remember it was like 19 songs, right? It was like 19 songs. Oh, wow. Songs yeah, I remember those days you just had to drop like 19, 20 songs. Yeah. Cover for it. So that was, that, that was like, particularly for me, like putting out like a first entire full length project was, it was amazing to me, but it also taught me a lot that putting out music, like like putting out this video or whatever is not going to make people like, like talk with it, like what done. And I think while when everything happened and I came back home and like I got signed and I got dropped and you know I went through like a whole by the time I was putting out the three step like I had a lot to say like I had a lot to say so like I just put out a, like an EP of like it was like really really short songs like maybe a minute and a half or two minutes and like all of them didn't have hooks. None of them had hooks. It was just like, it was just me getting in the booth and, and just spitting it out. Like, introducing myself again, letting people know who I am, what I can do, things I've gone through, what I like, what I don't like, and whatever. And I, I just put that out five songs and I said, hey, let people take it out, they're going to take it. But Vicky Secrets, Vicky Secrets, that was, I'd say that's the culmination of doing music all my life, learning the ropes, 
and they're now being in a position to be like okay now i want to put out a project but i just, I just don't want to throw it out there. Mm. i want to put it out like strategically i want to get a team behind it i want to see what i can do right and shout out to ivan od shout out to emily we know like these are some of the people that really helped me like the you know really express myself like, I feel, right great yeah man like yeah like i like i like your story i like how it's how kick city just constructed everything that you are today and how it you know gave you an appreciation of having a complete project but also reminding you when you complete a project is when the work starts that's when you're recording it and for you know sequencing it that was it work the work is when it's done now how to push this yeah. and roll it out and Oh my God! You could you you probably tired of doing things like this, just speaking to radio people. <laughs> just do it all day, all day, all day, all day. You repeat yourself so many times, and, and you could get like, burnt just, out and tired. <laughs> man, bro, I'm like I'm personally. I'm gonna tell you too. I'm happy right now because like we finally done with the media tour. Yeah, like it's been a rough like two three weeks. Man, like every single day, every single day, you're hitting the TV station, you're hitting the Are they asking you to freestyle? Are they asking you to freestyle every time you go there? Oh, man, but I mean, it's part of the process, all part of the process. And now that right. I know, like, what it takes, now the next time I do my next, like, full-length project or whatever, like, I'm already ready. I already know, like, okay, I'm going to have, like, rock two weeks. Yeah. I need to prepare myself mentally to just be hitting all this stuff. And then after that, like, it kind of relaxes a little bit and goes back to the performance talking music now and not necessarily like going in front of you know, dressing up and yeah like hey you know yeah like, I, I, like this yeah. this part of it this part of it is not my favorite but you know yeah i know i mean I, i'm an artist too and i've not yet i've not done it like you like where i have to you know do nationwide like radio tours i would imagine media tours could be a drag because Personally, what I used, and I think they stopped doing the whole thing, freestyle on the spot. Like how many raps, how many raps, how many 16s do you have to write for the different radio stations? They all, all, all your radio stations asking you to bust, bust a 16. Like you are literally writing a whole album now. If you're doing like 20 stations, like, <laughs> you like, you Jesus. Because they don't want, they, 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 they don't want you to do anything that is on the album. They don't want you to do anything that's on the album too. Because the fans will be like, no, that's on the album. They want something fresh. And they want even the DJ who's asking you for a freestyle to have their name incorporated in your writing. So in your in your yeah, freestyle, I'm like, I'm like, no, that's a lot of work. We'll have something to get it out here, man. Because yeah. sometimes it, it just be too much, man. Because you're like, yo, I got this entire album. I want to talk about this album. Let's talk about this album. And, I'm like, nah, freestyle. And yeah, you talk about the album, but, you know, like... But I understand, it's the game, it's the game. Yeah. Like, you know, they have an audience too, and their audience is expecting something, and if they kind of like be feeding their audience, whatever artists come through, like they have to spit some bars or whatever, like Absolutely. that's what their audience is. So you have yes. to, I guess you kind of have to weigh your options. You have to weigh your options, like, what's the most beneficial thing for you? Like, is it more beneficial for you to go there and, and talk this album and, you know, drop a freestyle for a minute? Or is it more beneficial for you to just discount the entire thing? So, I mean, it's a personal decision for people. Sometimes I don't freestyle. Sometimes I'll go to, I'll, I'll go to a radio station or TV and they'll be like, yo, bro, you have to, you have to spit something for us. And I'll be like, all right, pay me. <laughs> you know, I'll be like, I'll be like, all right, man. Like, you know, like, you want me to perform that? Hey, man, you better you cop up some dope. 
Yeah. But yeah, I'm joking, of course. Like, but he's know, serious. He's very I serious. Always, I don't always reach out when I go to these nations or whatever, because you know, at right. the end of the day, like, I don't just want to give you something off the top. I don't just want to give you something that I wrote just just for this moment, because you know, like, I'm me myself and my team and the producers and everybody that's on the project has taken like a lot of time and a lot of talent put it in this one project and we want you to get the project you know like we want you to understand what we're trying to do so i want to keep my attention on that and sometimes i'll do that sometimes i'll just go and be like nah i'm not doing it yeah yeah especially if i go to a station where they haven't even done their research they don't even know like they don't know how many songs you have on the album they don't know that like if i find out that you don't know nothing like brah you gonna you get got- the same attitude back you you're just gonna get me being like yep yeah, I did that. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, man, I, I would, I would imagine that's that's annoying. Like you have me here, and I would imagine stations like that would want gossip from you or want you to create a moment there, or maybe yeah. to just paint a weird image of you if they don't do the the research, or even if they do over research, it could be also a problem. Because over research, maybe I'm not trying to talk about that right now. I want to talk about Vicky's secrets, you know. You asking me about my whole, my whole, you know, why did why did you leave here? Why why are you here? Why are you back in Kenya? Why are you like you know? I would just imagine like personally, I would imagine that I've never experienced um like I said, I've never experienced media because I've never really I've always stuck on the underground scene. So I'm a blog guy. I'm 96, bro. You oh, forgot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You remember? Yeah, in KC. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, bro. Like that was that was a very that was the very first radio interview that I had never been to, and it wasn't even mine. It was yours. I remember. Yeah. Because I was, I, I think I was just shooting your vlog. I think I was, I, like, yeah. I was just kind of like documenting like your 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 journey to the studio and to the station. Yeah. That was the first time I'd ever been on a radio station, bro. Yeah. Yeah, I'd forgot about that. Actually, the DJ was my co- was my cousin. Oh, the, the the radio personality. That's my family. I remember, bro, and it was, yeah. it was dope too. It was dope, like. It, Shout out to Paul. Shout out to Paul. He's a he's a dope ass ra- dope rapper. Dope. He's a he's a DJ. He's a radio personality, and he's a rapper too. Wow. Huh. Capella just took me back. We did shoot a blog, a vlog when we were creating Dark Knight. Yeah, we did go to the legendary. Oh, you want to hear some sad news? Chapman Studio was officially put down, taken down. The legendary Chapman. Oh, you're kidding me, bro? How? Honestly, How? it was um, it was done. It was the owner sold it, sold that building, and he didn't want to do studio stuff anymore. So it was um, this was. When I last recorded Young Elder, so this is 2017, uh, about November is when uh, the discontinued Chapman Studio. So it's not there. That's a legendary studio. Take nine years to record there. Kendrick Lamar recorded there. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's kind of like it has history. There's there's history. We created Dark Knight there. Um, yeah. Yeah. That was kind of sad. Dark Knight. What else did we do there? Believe it, like honestly, it makes no sense. Like, you recorded some songs, like, all of the niggas didn't say nothing. Like, Uh, they have so much history, bro. Like, I remember just looking at the walls and how many people recorded there, like, how many people 
like how many celebrities and yeah like how many like ads and one hour like recorded there bro it's no more it was like they had like three studios within this one building and every single mm-hmm. studio was like huge yeah it's 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 not there oh. anymore um so that is that was sad especially for people that had a chance to be in that there's just a a, a feel when you're in there there's a feel especially when you're recording there i'll link it on this on this youtube when when it gets out so um we were talking about your works how many how many projects you have uh we're going to talk about your process um what's your your process when you're creating like your writing process everything how do you do how do you how do you work um well it's, it's kind of like evolved over the years um back in the day i just used to i first started just writing like i used to just write a whole lot like i, I didn't even need a beat like I, I would just write 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 and then when i got a beat i tried to like you know fit what i wrote into the beat and i i like you know just going through like the motions i discovered that was kind of limiting to me because mm-hmm. once i got the beat i'd have to try and like really like squeeze this thing in and some some work felt rushed some things you know so i kind of stopped like writing before like I, i had at least a beat or a melody or or like some kind of tempo or something like so when it got to that stage i started writing in studio but i also discovered that writing in studio for me particularly um kind of what's the word like whatever you get is the first draft right whatever i give you is going to be the first draft it's never going to be as good as something that like i, I can actually like sex on you know for for like a couple of hours and just kind of see what flows and what doesn't so then i like i started writing music i started doing music, like writing it maybe three four hours i have like a song mm. then i came later on to settle the idea of like once i have a beat and like i i have um, a theme in my head a concept in my head I just take my time with it. I take my time with it. Like I, I literally lock myself in a room somewhere and you know light up and just write slowly, like no rush, no whatever. And then when I'm done with the song, I go over it like four, five, ten times. Okay, I like it. I let it settle. The next day now, the next day when that like initial excitement is dead. I'll come back to it and I listen to it again and I and I rap it again or I sing it again and I and I try to see if I still have feel the same feeling the way yeah. I feel like if everything fits just right and usually that's when I'll do the last edit you know I'll take out some words I'll replace some things I'll, I'll realize like, oh this actually goes better over here da 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 and yeah like the song is done then the next thing is just to hit the studio record um of course my my producer like he gives me tips and he'll be going like okay i like that but you know right. maybe you could try to you know sing this like this or maybe try this harmony over here and you know and we just build the song from there you know yeah yeah i mean i love your process i mean that's a process i i recommend a lot of people to do is um it's okay it, be your biggest critique <laughs> don't just go off you know ask yourself why Why should yeah, I do this? Yeah. Why? Why? Yeah. Come back to it later and yeah. find out it like actually okay cuz yeah. once you put it out, yeah. Once you put it out like if you're not comfortable with it, if you're not comfortable with the song, then whatever opinion that anybody else like has 
will sway you. It'll it'll yeah. make you feel some type of way. Yes, so yes. you have to make sure so comfortable with what you do so that you trust yourself regardless of what happens. Right. Right. Personally, like I, I found a technique that worked for me because I know I write really slow. Um, I like, I've, I'm weird. I'm a person that has routines, and if if I don't do that routine, it's not gonna, it's not gonna happen. So I have to have my neon lights. I have to have my neon lights. I have to have my gin, my my gin on deck. And by the way, I don't record and write at the same time. So if it's writing, it's writing, strictly writing. I'm not recording and writing at the same time because I'm going to be sloppy. I'm going to be drinking through my writing sessions or trying to capture emotions. And it's bad. It's, it's toxic. It's not the most healthiest way to write. Not everybody can do that Wayne, Jay-Z type right. of vibe. Like, yeah. you know, like you have, uh, not even yeah. Wayne and Jay-Z. Uh, what's his name? What's his name? Tory Lanez. Yeah. Like, Tory Lanez is the one who like, just, oh, just put the beat on. Like, uh, I can't nah, do that. I can't do that. Nah, nah, nah. So I sit down. I mean, now that I'm, 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 I've been, I've been kind of like fake retired, but, but I still write. <laughs> but um, I, I, if I feel like I'm, I'm falling off with my writing, I stop using my phone and go back to the old school notebook, so I can. E- e- there's that fulfillment of erasing stuff, you know, adding in stuff, punching it rather than, te- you know, and when you reciting and then the light goes off of your phone, you're like, ah, where was I? So like the book is way better because I'm holding it here and I can make my fonts big if I, if I need them. Like, but yeah, my writing process, one thing I realized to, that saved me money because I had to do it out of necessity. I was broke and I could not afford right. a lot of studio time is making sure I just, you know, get my little money and buy some, a little, a little setup for home so I could practice. So I don't waste time in the studio trying to get the, perfect delivery so what i used to do and it worked like magic is choose a day just to write and i'm writing my i'm writing i'm writing i'm writing i'm writing i'm writing i'm writing yes that that process is taken care of the second process is the hardest process which is delivery which is um something i like to to uh, like implement when i'm doing my music is conviction you have to believe my verse um and also spacing out and also making Verses remembered so sometimes i question my writing because of my delivery is like ah but when i was writing it like this it sounded good in my head now that i'm in front of a microphone because i mic won't lie i can listen to you and know that you punched this in you did this you did this you did this the mic don't lie unless my engineers are good and you know they do so many things to, to vocal where you won't notice that it's been overly processed so i try to like make sure my initial recording is perfect perfect for me at least and that's very subjective you know so i i I'm, I'm going through my delivery practicing before even i record practice 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 so when i have it down packed i want it to sound so good without even any uh any uh, uh compression any uh eq i just want it to sound perfect raw and when it sounds perfect raw, i know when they put those things on it when they eq it you know when they you know put uh, you know the the the, the 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 seasoning on it it's gonna be lit if it's if it's perfect raw you have something if it's perfect raw and another thing i learned is now that's just the writing and recording i record at home and then the next step is the studio session now this is where i save money i already have my recordings i'm moving with my my stems so i have my track stems 
And what I do with producers, I don't use MP3s. I stem out every instrument. So when we're mixing, wow. we can turn up instruments. We could do all the different tune-ups. We could make my voice become an instrument too. So that's why if people ask me, Strap, why does stuff sound good with this engineer? No, no, it's not sounding good. It's just because the beat maker, who is AO, sends me all the stems. And that changes. If I want the bass to knock more, if I want the bass line, if I want this guitar string to be a little sharper, if I want to switch it up on the engine, on the on the producer, and they were like, I didn't make that beat. I'm like, yeah, I'd switch it up for you. So that's a trick, guys. That's what some of them bumps and bruises we're talking about. <laughs> right. That's back then, that. back then, people yeah. just get a beat MP3 and then you rap over it. No. It will sound so flat. And it will, I mean, to you, it may sound good and engineers try their best. But when you want to make a rich, heavy sound, and then the trick is now you're in that process, you already have your raws, your raw vocals, you already have your stems. Now let the engineer work. And in that process, as you hear, you could go in there and add a, add a, add a ad lib, whatever, and guess what? You could knock out like four songs within an hour. I mean, within within four wow. hours, a song an hour. Because you're saving money, and here, studio time is like 60 bucks an hour. I, I, I don't, not everybody has that money for, like, I want to have, you know, I want my studios to be mixing sessions rather than, I know a lot of young, young artists make that mistake of writing in the studio while you've paid for eight hours of studio session let's say 60 bucks an hour that's a lot of money and now you're writing and writing makes depending on who you are if you're really writing something with substance you're not going to take 15 minutes to complete a song <laughs> you're not going to take 30 minutes you know you may have to you know i don't know how people do it because i know some people go you know they already have their lyrics in their head like jay-z said you Jay Z. We'll be doing that boxing. Like, not if everybody's talk. Not everybody's talking. Like, not everybody can get to the lab and, <laughs> in, in the exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. If you, if you, if you Tupac, if you Jay Z, go ahead, go ahead. Every time you get in there, you yeah. Yeah, Man. if you Tupac, if you Jay-Z, go ahead, please be my guest. You go and record it right in the studio because your gift, those are that's talent. If you're like strapped and you need to walk around, you need to like flick your pen or, you know, <laughs> play with your pen, like, you know, just tinker around before an idea comes, you're going to spend a lot of money in the studio and come up with a project that has been a pro something forced, something just slapped together because you're worried about your pockets. But if you're rich, go ahead, be my guest. So that's a little bit of game I was giving from the writing process for people. I'm going to add something to that too. Like, for all the rappers that you want to do, like, collabos, like, for everybody who wants to do collabos with everybody and you book the studio session to a collab with someone, let me help you out real quick. Like, stop worrying about, like, having them come and then vibe in the studio and create that. You're paying for that. Like, you're paying for that time. I'm not. Like, yeah. this is your song, right? If I'm having a collaboration with you, like say for example, right, I'm gonna send you, I'm gonna send you the beat first. Mm. I'm gonna let you vibe on it. Like if, mm. if if I already have an idea or a theme or a concept, I'm gonna report yeah. that. Yeah. Then that to you, let you write, let you be like comfortable with like whatever content you're coming with. By the time we get in the lab, it's just delivering on that. And I'll tell you, like I'll give you another secret. Like for engineers. They love it. They love it when you come in there and all you do is just wow them with everything that you're already ready to do. And it's like you're transferring all the pressure from yourself to the engineer. And you're being mm. like, I'm already ready. I already got this. Yo, dude over here already ready. He already got his verse. Absolutely. Now, now that's on you. Now you do what you do. 
Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. For me personally, I find that it's, it's more comfortable, it's easier, it's faster, it's cheaper. If you go ahead and prepare yourself, prepare the song, have the song ready, you have like, like you say, like, it's even better when you have all the stems and you already have even your, including your vocals. But if you're, if you're like me, who doesn't have like a, like a studio setup in your house, then you better go to the studio with everything already ready. Like, and I'm talking like even think out your ad libs and think out everything so that by the time you get in there, you just do what you do, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I'm still here. I'm just switching cameras right now. Had to switch cameras on you. There we go. Hey, I was like, yeah, where, where'd you go, man? <laughs> I'm still here. But um, yeah, like you you said it right there. Like, <laughs> I, you know what? I've not collaborated with so many people, but I could imagine how frustrating it could be for an engineer working with people that are ill-prepared, you know, and... <laughs> <laughs> wanting him to change water into wine type of situation or telling them okay you jump on the song next because i know for a fact there has to be an insecure artist going in there trying to get the engineer's approval so do you think this song is cool like dog like you think it's good should i keep should i should i rap like this i'm like uh, you paying for this yeah it's, it's cool <laughs> Tell you like, bro. I go through that even till this day, bro. I still go through that. Like, I don't know. Like, I have this thing. Like, um, you gotta trust yourself, man. Yeah. You gotta trust yourself. I don't know. Like, and and I think like it was it was an evolutionary process. I don't think I just arrived here like just like that. But I had to remind myself that like, yo, that feeling that you had when you first wrote that song. Like when you wrote that song and you listen to it like two, three days, four days later, and you still like that song, and you still trust that song, you have to trust that song to the end of the world. Like that's the word, literally. That's your yeah. word, right? Yeah. You gotta trust your word. You gotta trust your word with everything you got. And if you felt like that when you said it, then you felt like that when you said it. Now yeah. if you get if you said some shit that you know wasn't <laughs> correct or whatever, whatever, and you, and you need to deal with that, then deal with that when you need to deal with that. Right. But you gotta trust you gotta trust your word. You gotta trust yeah. your hand, man. Like, yeah. Yeah. You can't be writing stuff and then going to the yeah. studio and like I personally I, I don't like it. I don't like it and this is just me. I don't like it when artists send me songs and they go like, bro, I'd like your feedback on it. I know I did that. I know I did that <laughs> yeah. in my career. I, I know I did that too. I know I'm guilty yeah. of that. But yeah. it's you can't do that. Like you can't place you can't place how you feel about your own creativity in somebody else's hands. Absolutely. You cannot they can do that. Break you. They, they can yeah. very easily, artists, we sensitive. Like, we sensitive. Very, 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 yeah. Like, somebody can break you apart. Like, if you're not, if you don't trust yourself, if you don't trust what you wrote, if you don't trust what you're doing, man, like, then you ain't got no business being it. Yeah. You gotta trust yourself. Trust it's, yourself and just go with it. No matter what, man, just do the thing. Yeah. I mean, there's that that famous uh, like picture of tears and and laughters of a clown, you know, or like just the entertainer, like how you're always smiling, but you have your ego is very fragile because you could be, yeah. you know, like anything can just can just remind you, like, bro, you could be from like I'm the greatest to dog. I don't even know if I'm good, or all these fans just lying to me. And then you have these tricks in your these mind playing tricks on you. It's, Thing, concept happening in your head like but yeah 
but like you know it happens to all the best of us where we we have something that they call the imposter syndrome where you feel like you don't deserve it where you feel like i'm not even that really that good or these people are gassing me up type of thing because it's just a human nature type of thing you could be well prepared and even even not only artists even at work some people that are doctors that are surgery people that get to like am i really a good surgeon do i really know what i'm talking about especially when one thing happens that you know maybe somebody passes away on your on your surgery right bed. you start questioning your ability of doing something well let's say you've been doing selling good on on on, on your on your, with your music and then finally everyone will have that dip you know it's happened to the best of it's happened to the best of us you know from 50 cent being that main guy in the 2000s to now you have to reinvent yourself and do something else right I mean not say you could stay in the music industry but you always have to reinvent yourself right and I, that's a good approach to understanding that you know your your fan base grows up you know and maybe if I was talking about killing and shooting you know people now in their 50s now their grandparents <laughs> I'm not trying to listen to that stuff anymore that. you know we're not, we're not there. exactly so if you're if you're a teenage artist and you're talking about you know that stuff and then your fan base grows up you 30 now You become bow wow <laughs> you know and it's, it's normal it's normal it's normal it's very normal it's it's it's, it's life right. it's a course of right. life but the power is reinventing yourself and letting yourself know i deserve to be here i deserve to be a capella you deserve you deserve all the greatness that is coming out of vicky's secret you you deserve that but a lot of artists even big ones really the most talented people are the most insecure people about their craft they are the most uncertain people about their craft they're talented you're like this dude plays on multiple instruments but in somewhere they have that thing of like am i really that good because in their mind they know how great they are and in their mind they are like pac-man being chased by ghosts they they're either chasing prince they're chasing michael jackson you know but you're who you are celebrate yourself and appreciate yourself you deserve it and that's one thing I don't really have I've never really reached reached a high like that. I've never been not been successful. I mean, I'm 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 fulfilled, but I'm not like quintessential successful, right? I'm not getting my my bills paid from my art as of yet. But I can understand somebody that is successful feeling then they don't deserve it. Cuz they know people that are better than them. It's like even the same thing as basketball players. There are people in the NBA, right? But in their neighborhood, they know someone who is way better than them that never made it there. So in their head, they have that they're still insecure because when they go back home, they're not the man. They always say, "Remember in high school when this dude was busting your ass, putting all them points on you?" Because in their head, life planned out for you to be who you are. And I know every we it's 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 the same story in everything in in all the in all the professions. Very successful people, very um people that have the ability to do something feeling that they don't have enough but remember you're enough and that's what i want to tell artists you're enough you deserve whatever you have you deserve it it's not by accident it's not by accident it's not by accident going on to from from how you create how who is who are your favorite people to collaborate with studio collaborations people that you've worked with like yo you know what you've worked with some people you were with Kylograph Jones you've worked with Saudi yeah. Soul you've you you you've worked with King Kaka yeah yeah you've worked with have you worked with uh, Nonini no 
<laughs> not, yet. not yet. I, 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 how big is she still big? Um, yeah, yeah. Um, is still a big artist. He actually came back into the limelight not too long ago. There's this, um, there's a kind of like an interview biographical type of um, show, like right now, like on, on YouTube. Check it out. It's called the Playhouse. Um, uh, from singing the airways. Uh, shout out to A Star for that because we're really enjoying that concept. So basically, what he's been doing is he's been going to kind of like the OGs, the the pioneers, you know, like yeah. uh, the music in this Kenya, and basically just interviewing them and, and detailing their entire story from like how they started, to how like when they made it, and right. how big they were. Ever. So like Nonini's Nonini's um, CPA was so powerful, bro. It's yeah. such a good story. And he was just, he was just kind of like detailing all the things that they received over the years with Kali Prentice, like Joe Kali. Oh, Joe Kali, yeah, I remember him. Yeah, like the pioneers, like, man. This, this thing that we want to do, it's been done before. Like no matter where you think you are, like it's been done before. And there's ways, like the things you can learn from them, right? Yeah. So it's all CPA, like Nonini, like kind of like sprung back into like the conversation because everybody was like whoa especially the kids today was like you mean to tell me like the Kenyan music industry used to be like this you mean to tell yeah. me like you guys were touring and you know doing tours in the states and yeah and this is back to 2005 2008 oh, oh i i rem i remember it like yes i remember and before the nonini generation i remember the gopa djs were touring yeah. heavy when they had and people they were, like Nemless, time, bro. It was like the same. Red Sun, like the same. DJs like first came out and they were like so powerful. Two thousand and one, like, two thousand. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I, like Khalif Orchid started coming out. Khalif, yeah. Nini and Claymo. Claymo, yeah. Them together started Khalif Orchid, and they actually started it to compete with Ogopa. Yeah. And like, bro, there's so much history. There's so much history Dog. when it comes to me. They had bangers. I remember, I think one of Kenya's, like Kenya's version of Soldier Slim, Kenya's version of Tupac was Esau because he was not missing. And then he got the, the car accident. Because I remember like, he he was, he had like, he was like Ogopa DJ's oh, next. He was my not head, missing. He, every song he was putting out was like fire. Kid, but like you would hear everywhere, everywhere you'd hear about Usta. Like you know what I'm saying? Like the hood was proud. Like, like I'll tell you the truth. Like I don't think that many people know me in my little area. Like I, I have a few people. Like a few people will be like, ah, Steph. You know, like sometimes I walk outside and they'll be like, ah, oh, that's Steph. That's Steph. But back in the day, we used to have that, like, that, that pride, you know what I'm saying? Like, saying I'm from South Sea, or I'm South from Oman, or I'm, like, you know, like, guys used to rep their hoods, like, mm. really rep their hoods. Because, like, it was a thing, you know? It was a thing, and it was new, and everybody wanted their hood to, like, be the top, you know? Like, yeah. we're running this, we, we, we did see that, but, bro, I'm telling you, there's so much Greek history, and for me personally, like, if it's something that I can do, there's something I could do, like for for the game, like I, I, to the game, is bring back that love. It's just bring back that love for like your own. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and not just not just like your your own as in Kenyan artist, but your own as in like your your Nairobi artist, your Mombasa yeah. artist, your 
artists. Yeah. And then even go even more local than that, your Kasarani, Kasarani artists, yeah. your Oja artists, your Guru Guru, your whatever. Yeah. I'd love to bring that back because, like, Absolutely. honestly, man, it made people feel like stars in their own hood. Like, you could go to yeah. a barbershop and, you know, get cut for nothing just because you're there and, mm. like, a whole crowd will pop up just to see you. You know what mm. I'm saying? some autographs whatever man, like, man that's that's dope those are good days man and you were talking about we were talking about your your favorite collaboration collaborate uh, collab oh, yeah, collab well, with uh, so let's see. honestly i'd say this i'll say this and i'm not trying to sound politically correct or anything but like i love every single collaboration i've ever done okay like, I never agree to something if I think it's just going to be, like, another thing, right? right. Like, I never right. agree to do a song with another song. Like, every right. rapper that I've ever, like, you know, the same song with, like, I love what they bring to the table. Right. It's not always bars. I'm not always doing, like, collaborative with people who just have bars. You know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes <laughs> I, I like bringing different elements. Right. Like one of my one of my latest, in fact, my latest collaboration was uh, on a song called Where Really Not. And it, it features Karm, Karm Kandinali. One of the illest, illest, illest rappers in Kenya. Easy, ask anybody, they'll tell you. Shout out to you, Karm. Um, but we wanted to bring in two different elements. Now, like, when you hear me speak, like, a lot of Kenyans, when they hear me speak, automatically they assume, like, ah, this guy must be, like, you know, one of those guys from, like, the suburbs, and, you know, he's right. like, a harsh guy, like, must be, must be whatever. And it keeps like it, it, it's something that's kind of like followed me throughout my entire like my career in Kenya. So like I wanted to play off of that, you know. I wanted to play off the fact that okay, so these guys think like I'm really like this forever. Okay, let me let me rap. Let, let me do something about like a guy who's from like the suburbs finding himself in the wrong part of town, right? Mm. And the only way and the only way I could really like bring that full circle was to have somebody from the wrong part of town. Like being now like like if I'm the protagonist in the same time, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, and it came out beautifully. It came out beautifully because you know it, it just played off both sides of both worlds. And sometimes I do that with all the collaborations. Like I'll go for some, I'll go work with someone that I know they bring like a different element. Because there's no point for you like I don't like this. I I, I have to say this. I can't stand rappers who do collaborations and they're two pieces, like two pieces in the same part. Like the first verse sounds exactly like the second verse, and it's two completely different rappers. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. oh, oh, that's, that's the cadence you're going with. Oh, that's the flow you're going with. I bet. Now let me let, let, let me compliment you. That's what they call it. They call yeah. it compliment. <laughs> let me compliment what you said. Let, let, let me just follow your flow. I'm gonna just follow your flow, your cadence, and everything. And then you hear a song and you're like, are we in verse two already? Like, I thought this was a collabo. I thought I thought it was another nigga on this joint. It turns mm -hmm. out it's two different people, but they're doing the same thing. And personally, I, I don't find that very appealing to me. Right. I, like, I like it when somebody brings something different from what I'm bringing to the table. Like, if somebody's bringing like a whole bunch of bars, man, I'm, I'm probably gonna sing. I'm probably gonna sing just to give the song a, a, a different flavor, right? Absolutely. So, yeah. For me, collaborations, um, I'd say Scar was a pretty good one. Um, another one that I did that kind of flew under the radar for a little bit uh, was one with this guy called Christoph. He did because of an ensemble. Like, I think I had one of my best verses in that. Mm. Uh, 
Well, you're not but, letting uh, it slide. You're talking about it right now, so they go. They're gonna go back to it. They're gonna go back to it and listen to it. So let's not let that slide, guys. Let's not let's, let's not sleep on that verse. Everybody who's listening, let's go check that verse out and let's give it its Yo, flowers. Man, let's I, give I, it its I, flowers. I, like, I think I really went hard on that, but you know. Honestly, every single collab I've ever done, I've ever, ever, ever done, like, even if the man in Blanco, and, like, and I've done, like, a whole bunch of, like, R&B type of collabs. Shout out to Wendy Kibuko, shout out to Yeah. Man, like, bro, and I just did uh, another one with um, this, uh, this girl called, she goes by Halle Barrow. Mm. Barrow, not Halle Berry, <laughs> but Halle Barrow. I like that like, flip. Okay. I like that switch. I like that. I like that flip. <laughs> yeah that. man so yeah, every cool. single collab that i've ever done meant something it meant something like i went into it because i liked what we were gonna come out with it. yeah um so we're getting to um the last uh last part of the the the, the, the episode um so we're gonna talk about our guest here in in like your personality type of thing right it's more like yeah. a little intrusive, but not too much. We're not going to go too, too deep into it. So, and you could deflect <laughs> if you don't want to answer any question. So now we're going to talk about the guest is personal ideology in life. Uh, when, I, when I ask a question like that, pretty much I mean, um, what, what are the things or what, I, what philosophical or what, um, what ideology do you use to help you go through the day? Like personally, I'll use myself as an example to explain that better. I use the ideology um, open to anything, open to anything, attached to nothing. That helps me be at peace. Meaning that I want to learn, I want to know, I want to see, I want to observe, I want, you know, I'm, and I'm open to everything. I'm not going to say that's not for me, but I'm attached to nothing, meaning I know life is about ebbs and flows. It's about things change. So don't. Be be comfortable with change. Like right now, we're in this COVID-19 thing. Am I going to talk about it saying that, okay, my five-year plan has been messed up because this is going to set us back? No, I'm going to change. Um, so that's my ideology, and it helps me sleep well at night knowing that I'm open, to, I'm, I'm, open, I'm open to anything, but I'm attached to nothing. So, bro, I should probably adopt that one. That that's actually really powerful, bro. Yeah, like yeah. Bef- I won't lie to you. Before I had before I had this ideology, I used to hold on grudges. I used to have. I used to. Ha- I still do. I used to have attachment issues, like detachment. Like if I have something that's worked for me, and having to leave that was always hard for me. You know, um, and I don't know if it's attachment issues, but like you know, I just hold things dear. But now I know that you know what, even my own life is not promised. There's nothing is promised. Like, why am I even holding this material thing so dear when even I don't control my life? Right. I'm depending on air. I'm depending on oxygen. I'm depending on my eyes to see stuff. So I have to be attached to nothing but open to everything. That's, I think that's make, it took away the holding of grudges because maybe, uh, my my parents or some, or my girl, or some, my girl didn't hit me up at the exact time I wanted her to hit me up. She took an extra one hour. Now I'm like holding a grudge and I want to be an asshole. No, I can't be doing that. Why am I attached to that grudge? Why am I even attached to that feeling? What if you were stuck somewhere? What if they had... Yeah, so that's why I'm attached to nothing. 
Slight bro, that's really, really, that's really, really dope, man. Like, yeah. I, I'll tell you, like, um, I wish, I wish, like, I was thinking like that, but to me, I think I always just try to, like, I, I try to create balance. I think for me, I always try to create balance, like, um, in any particular moment, in any particular moment, like, you have a choice to go one way or another, right? So I always try to, I always try to find the balance in I always try to like I believe a lot okay I know I'm rambling but let me let me put this in the right way right like I believe in karma I believe in karma quite a lot but I don't want to say like I believe in karma so much that I live my life according to this right? because I still have fault I still I still fuck up a lot right yeah. and honestly if I believe that every single fuck up that I ever like you know that I ever do is gonna come back to haunt me in some way. Like I'd be, I, I, I wouldn't be able to live life, right? So I always try to find some kind of, I always try to find some kind of balance of where I accept that there is going to be good in every people, and there's always going to be good. So like whatever, whatever situations I'm going through, no matter how negative it is, I always believe that it's gonna be good in it. No matter how good things are going, I'm always like, okay, now I'm, I'm waiting. Well, you know what I'm saying? Like, for me, it helps me. It helps me like center myself. It, it helps me ground myself in knowing like not everything can be one way or the other, right? Say for example, this whole topic, uh, like, right? bro. When you talk about five-year plan, <laughs> when you talk about like when you talk about like plans that we had, like. Dicky Stevens was actually supposed to come out like part of a double, like a double album, right? We had plans, bro. We had, we had, like, and I, and I think me and you have had this conversation, like, right. you know, all like yeah. we had plans, we had corporates behind this thing, we had, like, like, we, we had an entire plan, like a really long, like, 40, 50 page plan, like, so we, it was an entire, like, PowerPoint presentation I could show you or whatever. Yeah, but then all of a sudden, everything's shut down. You know, like there's there's no more concerts, there's no more like public gatherings of of any kind. Like clubs are shut down, everything stopped. And you're like, but 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 I have this double album that I'm ready to release. Like, what am I gonna do with this? You know, and and, and just that. Like if I, if I was in your like if I was in your kind of philosophical mind, I, I would have probably like probably switched easier, and I would have probably been like, okay, you know, this is changing. I'm not attached to like I'm not attached to that whole plan or whatever. Let me see what I can do. But for us, it took us a while. It took us a while because we didn't want to give up the plan. It, it took us too long to prepare that plan, and. It's just not me. Like, there's a lot of people to take care of. Like, you know, the, the album has like eight producers. You know, nobody wanted to let go of the plan. So we tried to see how we get, you know, work in. We tried to, see, you know, still get people, and nothing was working. And at some point, we just had to be like you and just be like, okay, so things are changing. Now we have to kind of figure out how we're going to do what we need to do. And that comes back to my whole idea of like. Things can be very negative, but there's always a positive in it. Like, yeah, it's so negative that, you know, like all the clubs, whatever, rounds, everything is closed. But at the same time, there's so much demand for, like, digital content. There's so much demand for, 
you know, music, there's so much demand for music videos, movies, whatever, whatever, whatever. And there's never been a better time to put out like, to put out like um, a body of work or, or something that you've been working on for a long time that you know is going to need people's attention more than the usual, you know, five seconds that you get on a video or whatever, whatever. Like this is now the time to put out like some of those longer projects, some of those like content, like some of that material that you've been working on for so long and you never knew how you were going to put it out because people digested it very small little bit. Right. Now you have the have the arena to just basically display all your stuff. So, I mean, there's always good in every negative and there's always negative in every good. So mm. that's been my philosophy. But quite honestly, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I really like what you just said there. Like, I yeah. really, really like it. It's just it. No, open to everything, attached to nothing. So, yeah. When things go wrong, I'll just be like, Oh, things have changed. Now I have to change with them. Yeah, human beings. Really like yeah, yeah, yeah. As human beings, we are very resilient. Um, when one lane closes, oh, yeah, not, yeah, like when one, dope. yeah, we are very resilient. When one lane closes, ten lanes open. So you y- y- you should never look at roadblocks. Look at a chance for you to sit down and be more creative to find ways even surpass stuff because now you have a you've ha- you have a lesson learned right there you have a lesson learned knowing that your plan has to also be pandemic proof now next thing it could also be drought proof or it has to be you know electricity proof imagine if there's no electricity how about internet proof that's another one if you're a genius you could think of a way to have a plan that is internet proof in case the world has no internet Are you, is your business going to sustain i mean we are, we are seeing right now the death of brick brick and mortar here in America, where stores are closing and everything is being sold online. But what if the online thing is not there? What 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 are we gonna do? Are we gonna go back to extraterrestrial radio? What are we gonna do? We're gonna go back to television. What are we doing? So that's this 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 is the best time. And you know, if you're a religious person, maybe you say this is the time God wants you to sit down and think, because you've been just moving in autopilot, thinking life is sweet. You know, stuff is just autopilot. Like you have your phone, you just—it becomes routine. And when it becomes a routine, you're not even thinking about it because it's now muscle and brain memory. Everything you're doing is just based off what you've been doing yesterday, the day before, last week, last year. And you won't have exponential growth like that. I mean, there will be growth for a thinker. A thinker will always grow because a thinker will always question why they do stuff. Why am I doing this? Why do I even have my hat to the to the back? Why? And then, then you learn that maybe that's my mannerism. Maybe because I didn't have, I don't have a haircut. Maybe because, you know, question everything, and you find answers for any situation that you're put in. You know, because re- re- realistically, an artist like yourself, you know, I tend to also think of myself like that too. I, I'm a creator. Like I'll create through anything. Just give me a pen and paper. Give me anything. I'll create. Give me any media, any medium. I'll create something. You know, right. like it's not like I need. I cannot be attached to the microphone. This is the only way I can create. But this is the only thing I. I this is my. If it's taken away from me, people go through depression. People go through like, you know, they they think life is ending. <laughs> like you know, and it's not funny. Because I know some artists are struggling right now because they cannot perform, and that's how they feed their family. And it's desperate times. 
guess that's what? Exactly. Guess what? Tory Lanez is doing this uh, this this life thing. He found another lane. No pun intended. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know he, he. You know, you just you just he. We are, human beings are very resilient, bro. People have seen our ancestors have seen wild wars, tribal wars, genocide, uh, you know, slavery. For you know, they, they have seen things. People have seen things. And I'm not yeah, saying I'm not I'm, I'm I'm not being insensitive for anybody who's going through, because uh, I have a very soft spot for people that are going through mental mental health, you know, having challenges with mental health right now, especially during this time because it's real. Um, here in America, I don't know about Kenya, but here in America, suicide rates are high, domestic violence is high, child abuse is high, because people, the 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 world just you know the the earth just shook us up and reminded us, hey. You live on you live you live on my land. You don't own this stuff. You come, you could pretend that you buy a house, you buy a plot. That's you don't own it. The world, you know, Earth owns itself. You know, you don't own shit. You just born out of your mom's womb with nothing, and that's how you're gonna go back. I, I'm I'm being right. morbid, I'm being morbid and areas. You know, people don't like talking about death, but that, that we are gonna go back the same way we came with nothing. Right. So why are you attach to stuff? Think about it like that. Came <laughs> in this world, the only thing, uh, 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 like metaphorically speaking, even even though like I know it's not true for everybody, but the only things you came in this world were the things that you have physically on, like, like <laughs> literally your hands, yeah. your body, your mind. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like that's how you yeah. came, and that's how you gonna go back. Exactly. So, like, let all these material things and to let all this like situations and whatever control like how yeah. let your determine your value yeah. determine how you see yourself yeah oh yeah it shouldn't be like the earth took like shook us and it had to remind us like yo i can create diseases that will come in and erase a whole pe- a whole bunch of people and it, it did that it had to remind us that you're not in control. You're not driving this bus. Somebody else is. And then also, I'm don't get me wrong, because I also could be mis misunderstood. Please plan. I'm not saying don't plan. Don't be attached to a plan and an organization, because life changes. Plan. But when your plan doesn't go as you've planned, it's not the end all be all. It's just the earth, the ecosystem, whatever, whatever you you think is is help is running everything. That they're, they're telling you that your plan wasn't solid enough you didn't think about it too much you didn't think about other elements of the world you didn't think about disease you didn't think about you know all these other things that come and stop our plans weather stops our plans people want to go outside to the park it rains you stay inside then what are you going to do inside you're going to find something to do inside (laughs) you know that's the same approach i'm approaching i'm approaching everything you know when this lane is closed 10 lanes open up Fellas that uh, are, are, are to all my gallus, like the Jamaicans say, if one chick says no, 20 other chicks will say yes. <laughs> There's always another lane open. Don't, you know, don't be attached to that. No, don't be attached to that. No way you go home and look at yourself like I, I was talking to the gallus. I have to talk to the gallus because the gallus, they don't want to hear my morbid stuff talking about death. Let me talk to that. Let me talk to the gallus, the, the gal them sugar men, you know, the other guys, other guys, you know, other guys that that are out here, you know, single and you know, single out here trying to find trying to find purpose. If one gal says no, one gal says no, 
guess what? 20 other girls gonna say yes. You know, that's my analogy to the gallus. For the for the philosophers, you know, if it rains outside, you stay inside, you find something to do. Your plans don't have to be stopped. Where like, oh, it's the weather stopped my plans. No. <laughs> You, you're a fo- yeah. You're a force. You're a force. You're a very resilient group of people. We've been in this earth for thousands and thousands of years, and we've seen climate change. We've seen so much. We're not gonna get extinct that fast, but you know, just 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 live live life. Be happy, man. Enjoy it. What we're doing, especially creators, we are being kids. Enjoy it. Don't take anything too serious. And I'm talking. You know, I'm talking to other people. But I'm also talking to myself. Like you were saying, I have to remind myself. Don't take it too serious. You're having fun. You know? You're not somewhere working for another person. You're working for yourself. You're having fun. You know? And that's something we got to remind. Like, you're having fun. And some people get paid for it. Like you, Capella. You get paid to have fun. You get paid to have fun. And you're immortalized. Man, I, I, I would like them to pay me some more, especially right now. <laughs> so you could have more fun. <laughs> oh, man. All right, we back recording. We had a little bit of technical difficulty there, um, but we back. So, um, Stephen, Stephen, Steph. See, I just got too comfortable. I forgot that we were at interview, so I just, I was just candidly calling your name out. Oh, uh, but, yeah, we go way back. Okay, I, I need to be in my, my, my host mode, like you know, like professional, but. You know, sometimes you, just, you gotta you gotta do it for the one time and just be you know talk to talk to your homie like your homies right but um so we talked about the philosophy um personal ideology and what you what you're implementing in your life to keep your mind body and soul intact uh we'll talk about um this is a quick question maybe one one word a two word answer um what was the last book that you read uh think and grow rich okay do you recommend that to the listenership i do i do um i will say this though it's not it's not it's not like uh not like a regular book it's more like a textbook so like you can't just read it to, like you can't read it from cover to cover and then be like okay now i'm putting the book down now i'm gonna go apply you, you kind of like have to apply it to go along like I remember the first, um, the first place that I got stuck at, and, and, and when I fully realized that it was a textbook was when uh, it, it was there's a chapter that they're talking about, like um, when to bring your desire to life, right? And basically, they're talking about like your your mastermind, yeah. group, your team, members, or whatever, right? And it said like you guys had to be like you have to be like in, in perfect harmony. You, you have to like you guys have to have the same goal. You have to have the same objectives. You guys have to like you guys have to be separate minds operating as one, going after the same goal. Yeah. And like I remember like, at the time I was reading that I like we we had like a little bit of friction like in my team and whatnot. Like I asked what we wanted to do. Um, this was during the planning stage and all that. And I remember feeling, I remember feeling so, it was starting, I was starting to feel like disconnected with my people and whatnot. And for some reason, I couldn't keep reading the book because every other, like whatever advice comes after that is on condition that you already have this thing set up. Like yeah. you already have 
the team and everybody within the team is on the same objective. So if I, I didn't have that at all, like there's no need to keep reading the book. Right. So it hit me like it hit me like it's one of those books that yeah, um, you want to read it and you want to take as much information in, but it's not something that you just read. It's like a syllabus, right? Like mm. even if I give you a textbook like it's full, I'm not expecting you to read the, the entire book and then buy slowly slowly, right? The teacher is teaching you like chapter after chapter after chapter and you're just moving along with it. Right. So yeah, I definitely recommend it. I definitely recommend it, but only if you're ready to apply what it says. Otherwise, there's no point. Yeah. 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 So it's pretty much uh, you have to approach it like chapter based, like chapter. This chapter here, we're gonna. It's, it's not, one thing. And make sure you got like make sure you're doing whatever like you just read before. Yeah, it's not like it's not like very comprehensive, like where you, you have to just if you read it all, it all will make sense at the end. No. You have to see some of these ideas will disappear as you keep on going. All right. Um, so what was the last, I mean, you could say Vicky's Secret. What's the last album you listened to uh, from song to, from first song to last, uh, not skipping? Funny enough, the last album I listened to was, I went back and listened to Drake Take Care. Uh, that was actually like, was that yesterday? Like I was listening to that when I was like doing my own little, my, my little workout. Because a part of me like realized that like Kiki Secrets was it was a first in so many ways like for me personally um, because it was my first it was my debut album and then I decided to go do what I used to do first which was like singing more than rapping and on top of that I decided to like like almost try to do it in a way that kind of like exemplified when when my that switch happened for me, right? When that switch happened for me, when I, I started like singing and, and doing that stuff, it happened with Drake album. Take care. Yeah, yeah. So like, I already had it in like I already had it in the laptop, and I was like, oh, I was, for the workout today, let me just go listen to Take Care. And and it's funny that my album, well, sonically speaking, they don't sound the same, but there are a lot of similar traits. Mm. And I didn't listen to Take Care when making this album at all. Like, I haven't listened to Take Care. I haven't listened to that album like five years and still. Right. Like, it, wasn't, it wasn't a thing that influenced, but the, it was funny to realize that they used some of the same concepts we used, like trying to have like a gap in an album where like the last song streams into the next song and it, yeah. you can't really where one ended right. in the next yeah. And it was just interesting to see, like, oh man, Drake did that and take care. I remember, and it's like, oh, and that was the first time you decided to start doing it. So, it, 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 like, it, and for some reason, like, as much as my my first album, and it's a culmination of everything I've been through this day, I kind of like took it back. Mm. I kind of like took everything back and, and just like said, like, for my first outing, let me can let me come out. The same way I came out when I first started doing. Mm. Okay. Um, Take care is a, is a, is, a, is a masterpiece. I think probably arguably Drake's best work. Probably. I love it. I loved it. Like, but um, I don't know. For, nothing was the same to me. Still, my favorite Drake's album. I don't know. But to everyone on their list, they don't. They Take Care is usually number one. And uh, so far gone, I think. Yeah, that's so far, Take care is not my favorite album, Drake, not at all. But like, if anything, like I listen to a lot 
when I listened to it yesterday, I was like, you know what, Drake really grown, man. Yeah. Like as an artist, even his voice, even his voice and his delivery yeah. and his presence, like on the mic, like it's grown leaps and bounds, bro. Like, yeah. Drake up, take care. Like I don't care what people say. Like people, yeah, people still say like, yeah, take care was like Drake's best outing. But for me, I'm like, I mean, he was good. He was, he was still Drake. He was still yeah. killing them. Like he was talking bars. He was still singing, but. I don't think I don't think he, he was as good as he is now. You know, he's grown. Yeah. He's yeah. Grown. yeah. I mean, I I love <laughs> I love Dark Days. Is it Dark Days? Uh, the one that he just put out. Um, I haven't heard that one yet. So, oh I'm, my uh, gosh! Yeah. The, the way, okay, let me. I'll tell you this. My favorite song on the and I'm weird. I'm not. I'm different from other people. Other people like a Dark Lane. Dark yes, the Dark Lane demo tapes that he put out. Uh, that deep pockets for some reason talks to me in a weird way. Like Drake has, Drake has very personable verses. He's not, he's not, he's not flossing, but he he has a subtle flex, and you know he's talking expensive stuff. And you, you know you could he, he. There's a gift about being an actor, and being a shape a shapeshifter as an actor. You you switching all the time roles. Drake can. He paints that picture for you like nobody else can. Whether it's being sensitive, whether it's him venting about venting about something, whether it's him flossing and flexing on on, on how much money he has, and he calls his 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 house the embassy, like or you know, and then talk about his plane, like oh his you know his new jet, his uh, his jet that he has. This oh my gosh! Like I listen to Deep Pockets. And I think, um, uh, is it, um, and I'm just, I'm paraphrasing his verse. I don't know it word for word, but I remember there's a line saying, working on my business while minding my business. <laughs> that's a Drake. That's, it's, it's simple. It's like simple, but I don't know why that resonates with me because I'm in that same, I'm working on my own stuff, minding my own stuff. You know, working on my own, it's the same thing. I'm doing my own thing while minding my own thing. Yeah, I'm working on my own stuff while minding on my own stuff. I mean, it sounds stupid. It's just stupid smart. Like it's, it's, <laughs> that's Drake, bro. The whole like when he he got out the gate like that, like he caught my attention like this. Heard him on best I ever had. No, 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 no. Yeah, he I says Drake's personal. He says I weird lines like they just catch you and like okay, okay. I, th- I think I think Drake's secret. I think Drake's secret and and like kind of like I think something that I like I adopted into my own stuff is he's very clever with his lines, but he's not trying. He's not trying to be like he's not trying to be your consensual. Yeah. Good. You know what I'm saying? Like he's not trying to come at you with like with the dopest slang in the yeah. hood. Like he's not trying to sound hard. He's saying things that anybody can understand. He's yeah. using language that anybody can understand, but in the yeah. most level way that you can ever hear. Yeah. And I think that's something I, like I approach my music the same kind of like. Process. Yeah. Some of the, the the simplest and silliest metaphors ring the loudest, and like I remember. Um, um, uh, every girl in the world. I don't want. I mean, he said, "Fuck every girl in the world." But you yeah. remember that, that Young Money song, and he was like, "I like girls 
you like girls like I do. Let's be honest. <laughs> I thought about it. Let's go. Oh, this this MF. This this MF. Like, and I'm like that lingered. Like he he had the most recognizable verse on that song. Even though people were like, I like Lil Wayne's. I like that long hair, thick red bone. Open up, you know, like yeah, that was that was Lil Wayne at Lil Wayne's peak. But uh, Drake stood out with that. Let's be honest, and he had to wait to drag it. In. Let's be honest, so you can feel it. So you could it could really hit. Like let's be honest. Like if you just said it fast, you're like maybe I could have skipped. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. Let's be yeah. Let's be and his vocal inflections. Performing that, everybody go crazy. Like the whole crowd goes like <laughs> when he gets out. Let's be. You like girls like I do. Do you like girls like I do? Like, <laughs> let's be honest. But that's Drake, man. Like you said, he is the simplest things, but he knows how to find complex, complex. He knows how to stimulate your mind through complex thought. In very simple wording, so he lets you he lets your mind complete the other picture. He paints half of it, and then your mind can complete the whole picture. And you be like, "Oh, you're genius! You didn't have to do it all for me." Because I hate a rapper that is like, "Go back, listen to that." I said, "But but," and he breaks it down for you. The same way I I don't like it when rappers put out a song and put out their lyrics. I'm like, "Bro, it's music. It's not reading. It's music. If I don't get it, I missed it. It's not for me." But I know there was rappers like, yo, let me put out my lyrics out there cause to show you that I'm good at rapping. Bruh, <laughs> I'm one of those people. I'm one of those. But for me, I only do that because like... It, it, oh, my it, bad. It's not, it's not, 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 nothing against it. But for me, I, I, love, I love closing my eyes and listening. And that's why I like Drake. He lets me figure it out. Like maybe it's simple wording and maybe the complex rapper has to put out the lyrics for you to read and say, and, oh, that's fire. It's all that. It's all that, man. Yeah. And you know, to be honest, like, uh, man, we we are we are witnessing greatness, and we are not maybe appreciating the way we have to appreciate it. Like with artists like Drake, and he has been on the helm of things since 2009. And um, imagine. You know, it's 11 years. It's not missed. Top, never like never never laid off like never never took a half step never went like you know what like I'm a he averages he averages like 10 hits 10 hits a year he has like 10 big hits a year at least I may be exaggerating but it's it's possible 10 hits per year for 10 <laughs> years plus. anybody else he probably has one, the most number ones he probably has the most number ones out there bro yeah. Oh, he does. I'm sure. He probably like this guy. I've never. We are not appreciating it. I don't know why we are not appreciating. Oh, then the Beatles. Yeah. Like. Yeah. I don't know if we'll ever see something like this again. And I don't think people are really taking the time back to see the longevity because as artists such as yourself and me, I think we get to a point where we respect an artist. We don't. I don't care about your your art, but I care about how long you've been doing it. And I'm still seeing you relevant because you could, I know a lot of talented people that gas out. They're like, oh, you know what, deuces, this industry is not for me. Or I don't have the mental fortitude or the mental bandwidth to just keep on doing the same, you know, same thing over and over, kissing these executives' asses, you know, having to, you know, reach out there and look, looking for crowdsourcing fun, funds. That stuff can be, 
it could be stressful trying to look for funds for every project trying to look for for you know sponsors and looking for all these different things negotiating through deals getting ripped off by people through your your masters your your, your publishing and you know it can be it's not a healthy mental it's not a good mental health business it's not good for oh, your mental health but I see a person at the top for 11 years. Like, yo, when you're a celebrity or when you're a musician, you've opened yourself up to the world. And that just means that, you know, like, like whatever comes your way, you got to deal with it because you asked for this. No, 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 bro. I, I didn't ask for that. Like, no. I just wanted to make some music. Yeah. And I wanted you to enjoy it. I, I no right. point whatsoever did I say, like, yeah, I'm welcoming all this shit that comes with it. Right. But gotta grow an extra layer of skin you gotta be a little tougher and we also have to be a little sympathetic to people who don't because yeah it doesn't mean they're weak it just means that like you have no idea what they go through like yeah they could have gone through traumatic shit yeah just like even be able to give you that music so like i think i think we're we're at a good time now for people to really reflect like what they actually want from their especially now that yeah. everybody's home yeah. And you know what I'm saying? Like now that everybody's just home, it's a good time for everyone to reflect and, and yeah. think about like what's happening. Yeah. Man, man, salute to that man, Drake, man. Salute to any artist that is at their top and they're still doing what they have to do, regardless. I hate it when you know we say this is a young man's game nah man i've seen 50 year olds like jay-z still putting up numbers i'm seeing you know like it's not a, it's not really a young man's game it's it's a talented man's game it's a gifted oh, man, it's a I'm, crap, I'm, I'm, yeah. that's a whole discussion by itself yeah. bro i yeah. have points for that that's a whole yeah. topic that's a whole yeah. other day but yeah leave me to that's another topic that's another yeah. topic we'll talk about uh, that later man <laughs> but Okay, in your downtime during this quarantine and, you know, how life has changed, what have you been doing? What have you been working on? Um, well, for me, uh, life has been pretty much, like, working around big secrets, like, about dropping the album. Like, life is, honestly, that's what it's been about. Um, since the album dropped, like, that was, like, two weeks ago, it's pretty much been the same, like, you know, doing uh, the, the music. Like, my entire life has been pretty much big um uh, i will say this that like it did knock me a whole like just being being home all the time um kind of like it started getting to me a little bit um it's just not fun yeah it's just not fun like doing the same thing over and over and every day the same thing and, you know like i don't know i don't know like it hasn't been excuse me it hasn't been the best time but it also hasn't been the worst like taking me some time to reflect on myself and some of the things that I want also like I know I'm spending a lot of time at home with the yeah kind of like we discover why you guys have love and you know yeah. a lot of a lot of things have been kind of been revealing themselves slowly over time and also the people that start with your friends and yeah. you know a lot of things have come to light so mm -hmm. I appreciate this period because I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure like when this is all said and done like everybody's gonna come out of this so yeah. I just hope yeah. that the person I come out as is like an improved more understanding more capable version of myself yeah well hello 
Steph, we coming to the end of our episode. It's been quite lengthy, but I'm sure um, it's gonna be it's gonna be audio candy for people that just want to sit down and soak up game. Um, oh, good, bro. Man, I miss think- talking to you, bro. Like we just have like <laughs> I mean, yeah, we are like minds, man. We are like minds. And we, you know, like one thing I, I like about, you know, because to me, you're my favorite collaborator because you, you're easy to work with. And it's because when I was working with you, something that I don't experience with a lot of people is how you have, you have first of all, you have humility. So you, you're who you are. You don't, you don't waver. You, you still do stand for whether you want to do something you, you you're, you're Steph like you're you're who you are you have humility and one thing you do put everything on your sleeve like you're a very honest person and I always like that about your honesty your honesty is, is very it's 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 one of those things you don't see in the industry in the music industry because right. this is such of what have you done for me lately type of uh field that we are in you know, if you're hot and I'm popping, you're everybody's best friend. You're everybody's, um, you know, you know when you're hot, <laughs> when when you're hot, <laughs> and then when you're not hot, when you're not hot, that phone ain't ringing like the way it used to ring. You know, <laughs> them, them texts ain't coming when the way they used to come. You know, them collabo uh, requests and and shows don't come. So I understand how fickle and how made up relationships can be in this game it's always about networking and having people in your contacts because you need something from them but you have never needed anything from me ever never never needed anything from me it's always based on how you feel let's collaborate let's talk about we can talk about bryce your son we could talk about life we never even sometimes talk about music the thing that we do the most and that's when i i appreciate the collaboration because i know Man, I already, I already, man, that's a guy I, I would want to collaborate with because, first of all, me and him don't have ego issues. We don't have ego problems. I, I have done music with people, you know, collaborated with them, but it's so hard to even call them my friend. I mean, I could call them friends, but the thing is, you could see the, you could see how plastic conversation can be. You can see everything is centered based on our collaboration. You can see everything is centered based on, oh, by the way, when this comes out, I want you to roll it out like this. So can you, do you want to do this half for the video or do you want to, and I'm like, everything is centered based on work. And I understand it's good to have working relationships. And that's something people are listening, respect a working relationship. They're not your friends. They're your business partners. You're working and respect them, love them with a working relationship mentality. That's not a person who's going to get you out of jail. That's not a person you're going to, you know, vet to if you if you have any mental issues, mental health issues, and you're on, you're on the edge, you know, you're on the edge in life. You're on the edge. You don't know whether you want to go to the next realm. Those are not the people because in their head, they're like, man, what's this going to do for me? <laughs> for them, it's the question is, I'm talking to you, not to talk to you, but to help me. So like, and also the industry has a lot of, happiness vampires they come to just suck your happiness their job is just strictly to come they're there and they're, they're like little agents they come to just suck your your happiness they suck your happiness their job is to and they'll do it in a very calculated way they'll pump they'll first pump you up with compliments and then afterwards they suck out your happiness a little bit 
by talking about about another artist in front of you and then going to the other artist oh. and then talking about you in front of the you know and then you find yourself clashing with somebody else but this happiness person is not happy so they want to start fiction and they could come in form of men women uh confidants maybe artists share the same girl they're happy they just, they just roam around trying to create situations of conflict and and then most seasoned artists start to become introverts when they actually i mean i mean they they're extroverts but they become introverts and keep to themselves and keep to their they want friends because they don't trust the industry because the industry is all plastic it's everyone trying to get a corporate deal it's everyone trying to just shake hands kiss babies pretend do the right thing to get money and I understand it's work people do it at work people talk to people they would never talk to in their free day because they have to work together But what I'm saying is when you come across a genuine person in the industry, somebody that randomly just checks on you just to check on your mental health, somebody that randomly checks on you just to say, "Hey man, I see your baby growing, man. I see you know like just randomly check they don't have to check on you to say, "I see your baby growing, but man, can you uh, do me a favor?" Um <laughs> I need you to jump on this. So can you like every time they hit you up, it follows up with I need you to And those that's right. another those, those are happiness agents and happiness vampires that suck happiness so any young people out there in any industry that you're in be aware of your genuine people that genuine even though they critique you with harsh language but understand the tone understand that maybe that's how they speak but necessarily are not here to maybe that's there's always context to everything and avoid the happiness vampire you know the one that comes to suck your happiness yeah. and you know very 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 true that's exactly what people do yeah thank you very much capella i know you're a busy person you took your time out to sit down with me um i'm wishing you more success Hi- highest of success i put i pray there's no ceiling to your success you know from you know to infinity and beyond with your success I I also, you know, always pray for your 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 safety. I pray for your sa- your your safe mental health. I pray for your um I pray for, I pray for 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 your family too. Um uh, just wishing everything is great for you and you know, hopefully, you know, when this COVID-19 thing is done, I'm I'll be in Kenya or Uganda, we you know we link up one time for the one yeah. time. You know, don't even have to be on some music stuff because I'm fake retired. <laughs> <laughs> something else I'm fake retired they have we had these conversations yeah but but yeah link up you know like the old times you know sit down with a little brusky if possible or even just you know just sit down and and, and vibe out man and talk but thank you my brother for your time lessons learned thank you along the way bro thank you for all the kind words too bro like great conversation it's always a great conversation but Yes, I think I think the listeners are really gonna find like they're really gonna profit from it. Like honestly, like we we've had like some real conversations. Absolutely. Man. Honestly, I'm just glad talking to you, man. It's been a minute. Yeah, same here. You know, um, it didn't even really feel like an interview as much as it felt like like we were just kind of like talking. Yeah, yeah. Chatting, man. Absolutely, ladies and gentlemen, Steph Capella. This has been lesson learned. And we out. Peace.